If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Three, three, two, one. Do you know what I feel like doing? Going into the wars in the stars? Of course, I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that are Star Wars related, and I'm joined by my co-host. Well, hello there. I should have used my Padawan. That's what I should have used. I, 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 I could have laid that up. I'd be like, this Padawan to my master. But who knows? Maybe if you are a Padawan, you might end up in a amber brick and put up for a display. That'd be a nice display. I'd put you up in uh, the back corner of my room, standing there. Oh my there. god. Just like in episode two, um, two of Kenobi. It was two or three when he sees all the... Three? Yeah, when he sees all the people frozen. I don't want to yeah, that. That'd be one of you. That'd nah, be one of you. Sure, I, I, sure, I, I, sure. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so in the vein of talking about Kenobi, let's talk about Star Wars. Let's have a nice little Star Wars chat. Uh, you know, of course, there potentially might be spoilers to things that have been happening in Star Wars in general, if you haven't watched any. But we're here today to talk about spinoff shows for Star Wars. This, you know, we got the Andor show coming out in August, which is a direct spinoff from the character from Cassius Andor in Rogue One. We also have the spinoff of Reva happening. Potentially. No, 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 it's greenlit. It's green. I even added to on Twitter. It's been greenlit. All right. So let's dive into this because there have been things and we can kind of talk about kenobi here just a little bit we're gonna do a full review of kenobi don't worry that'll be coming probably directly after this you gotta say his full name general kenobi it's obi-wan but ben but no ben, i'm, tr- I'm really trying like... to say i'm trying to say how grievous said it general kenobi okay there you go, there you Th- go. that was good um so we before all this before disney plus the only like Big Star Wars air quotes spinoff was the Clone Wars, not the, the animated movie. show, not the and movie. The movie, the movie, the animated movie. And I'm about to animated. say, yeah, the animated movie and the um, which I'm actually show. watching the animated show right now. But before we go into that, Kilo, do I have to watch? And people do. Do we have to watch every episode, or can we just? Because I have an outline of which episodes are basically not filler. It's like Naruto with the canon. Yeah. Yeah. But Shut there's up, not dude, 500 dude, episodes. Dude, do I have to watch the filler? I'm watching the canon episodes, but do you recommend me watching the filler episodes? It depends. There's, like, kind of cute stories. Um, oh, okay, okay. I guess, I guess, like, a spoiler for Kenobi. Um, there was a Jedi Master shown, Terrace Anube. He was one of the people in the 
um, Sanctum Santorum. No, Sanctum Santorum. What is that? That's Sex Exchange. Oh my gosh. Um, the fort, the Inquisitor Fortress. The name is escaping me right now. But um, Fortress Inquisitorious, I think. I don't know. That's going to haunt me forever. But the uh, <laughs> point of the matter is um, one of the Jedi shown there was a Jedi Master that was shown in the Clone Wars. I don't know if you've seen the episode. I don't, you know, hey, whatever. But um, one of the episodes he's in, Ahsoka loses her lightsaber and he helps her find it. That's like the general. No, but there's more to it. But that's like the general plot point. So he was an old Jedi master. He did have a white lightsaber that was a cane. So like people were like, oh, my uh, gosh. He's I, I know who you're talking about. I saw okay. Really, okay, okay. Okay. So, yeah, he was one of the Jedi there. But um, talking about the Clone Wars. um if especially with all this stuff, I guess we're talking about the Disney plus stuff, the fact that Dave Filoni was the person who handled Clone Wars and is now handling shows like Mando and is overseeing all of this, like Obi-Wan, Ahsoka. And all also, that. also um, McGregor um, is producing Kenobi as well. Yeah. So the fact that he's, he had his hand there. He's a direct disciple of George Lucas. He worked on all the prequels with him. He, I would say, watch the Clone Wars because one, it's a good show. Two, a show like The Bad Batch is a direct spinoff of that, a spinoff of spinoff. But I like those shows. The animated stuff for Star Wars is just amazing. Um, you can talk about, you know, canon for the books. Like, there's a bunch of stuff in the books that is now canon. Um, there was a reference of a character in the Clone Wars, Quinlan Voss. He was a mas- Jedi Master that was referenced in the Clone Wars. He had a whole episode with Obi-Wan, and now he was referenced in Kenobi to be still alive after Order 66. So, you know, take what you want from the Clone Wars is basically what I'm saying. But I do got to say the finale of the Clone Wars, it's just that's peak Star Wars for me. I love it. Yeah, the Clone Wars finale is just great. And I guess this brings up a point I want to pose to you. We know what happens generally in the Obi-Wan series. You know, we know generally it leads to new hope. He dies Mm -hmm. on the death star. Boom. All good and well. Do you like the fact that they're doing this, like writing stories within the time frame that we know already? And it's kind of like, well, I don't got to worry. He's going to die because he's in the next movie or whatever. Well, that's like my thing. So first, I was like, bent me. It's just like you're wondering what Obi Wan was doing, and it's like, oh, he was just watching over Luke at um, Tatooine. But then I'm like, I'm just like, now that like the realistic stuff is falling away, but I'm like, well, you're telling me within the ten years, Obi Wan's gonna be looking from that to that, and Leia's gonna be being this to that. It's just like, really, why are you just? Breaking yourself within the 10-year gap. Granted, I don't have a problem with telling stories about what happened between the times. About what Obi-Wan was doing and all that. And how he figured out that Darth Vader was Anakin. Like, that was a cool thing that those shows are doing. Because in in New Hope, he just says, Darth Vader killed your father. But even though Ben knows that Vader is it, but we don't figure out how. Episode 2, we find out how he knows it. But, um, you know, I, I'm not against that. It's just, just, like, stuff that you're trying to push in, trying to make it fit into the timeline. Like, the age, like my big problem is the age gap about uh, Pad, not Padme, Leia and Luke. And then another one with Han Solo. 
I don't really care. I feel like I didn't care about that. Uh, that and then Red Reaver, the new spinoffs is coming off. I think that'd be cool. It takes place on episode three to Obi Wan, like how she became the Sith, basically not a Sith, a uh, Inquisitor, third sister, Inquisitor. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, it'd be really cool to go because the show has yet to go into that. So that'd be really dope. But how are you feeling about the Star Wars? Because you're a bigger Star Wars fan than me. How do you feel I'm about like, that? You no, know, I'm gonna you, clip that by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna go play it. it every time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true though, because you know more of the stuff than me. But how do you feel like how you know adding a Rogue One, knowing that all these people died just to give the the plan to destroy the Death Star, or Han Solo having his own spinoff movie, and how he got the fuzzy dice, which no one really cared about, so, like all that. So it's a two sided sword here, where just like my course. dick. Um, there's shows like The Mandalorian where you don't know who's going to die, you know, or like who's going to die. Cause like Din Djarin, yeah. the Mandalorian is completely separate of the Skywalker saga. Never referenced, never this, never that Boba Fett was, but look, he came out of the Sarlacc, blah, blah, blah. But talking about like rogue one, the perfect example, that is a spinoff series where you don't know if these characters are going to survive. Cause going into that movie, you knew like the p- general plot of the movie, getting the plans of the death star. You don't know if Aiden Verzio is going to survive. In this case, she doesn't. They all die. Every single member. It adds- even my even my boys. Oh, you're the blind dude uh, and uh, and uh, the droid. yeah, K two S O. It's like those things that I like because it adds a level of you know lore, lore and the also there's an overarching threat. You don't know. Also, Rogue One has it grant you. I want to say this now because there's going to be people that get mad. Rogue One has the best Star Wars visuals I've ever seen. There was a scene of them putting the final piece on the Death Star, and it just shows you the scale of things. The Death Mm -hmm. Star making contact with the planet. It coming into the space, and you can see it like on the horizon and how big it is. What I also liked about... No No pause. pause. Resume. Uh, the reason I I actually enjoyed it because if you think about a New Hope, Leia already has the plans. Like it's like right in the action, boom! Like you don't know how, and then it's like you just assume, and then they're running for their lives. And that was like never really as much as great Star Wars is. No one really questioned, oh, how did Leia get that? How did the Rogues get this? And then this movie comes out and tells you how, and I'm like. That actually explains a lot. That works perfectly. Thank you. Exactly. And uh, what I was leading into there, the Vader hallway scene in Rogue One is hands down just a masterpiece. Oh, 100%. Story time. I know I told you the story 100 times, so I'll be quick. I watched this this movie while I was high. High off my mind, munchies. The moment that Vader's coming down that hallway, I'm screaming, that's my... Dad, kill these motherfuckers. And the people are in front of me looking at me like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And it was just a cool thing. moment. Like it was so yeah. cool. It was like it was dark. You see the red ignite. It, it was just Vader and like this is the thing I'll give Disney credit to. Disney did Vader so well outside of everything else. If one thing mm-hmm. they got right, it was Darth Vader. They're doing it right in the Obi-Wan series. They're doing it right in Rogue One. I think Jedi Fallen Order, there's a scene with him. 
Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl i have yet to be that you game. have to it's perfect um it's just vader's a menace and it was shown in obi-wan when he snapped that kid's neck um dude that was brutal i was like damn disney all right we're, we're going damn. there my rated r vader thing might still come to fruition <laughs> i'm i'm trying to will it into existence that day but I, what I, one thing that Obi One Kenobi's TV show is doing really well is that he's still fighting like Anakin because he's it's only been ten years, and he's still like that bash. And what Obi One is doing, they're doing parallels from Episode Three, and then you see them fighting. It's exactly the same. It's not the same Vader that we see in Episode Four, Five, and Six, where he has his own fighting technique. It's still that ancient kid who hates sand and wants Obi-Wan to He's just fighting a big sandbag. I envision him just like yeah. in his head he sees Obi-Wan but it's just a giant sandbag. <laughs> but um getting back to like the whole Reva thing. And we'll talk more about Reva as a yeah, character and so, Obi-Wan in our review there. Question. Yeah, and here's my question for yeah. you because she's just a brand new character. Mm-hmm. Brand new. And if they're gonna do it cuz we know she's not in New Hope, she's not in uh, all the new, the the original trilogy. We haven't seen her in the uh, the Rise of Skywalker side as well. We didn't see her in Rogue One, so it has to be in the past unless they make a m- movie off it. Do you want it? Because I feel like then that's just squeeze. I'm, like I don't care about her past. We got we basically got her past. She was a youngling, and in Ken, and then whatever. Unless they, like I said, they show her going into becoming an Inquisitor, I'd be okay with it. But I don't want a future one where it's like her as an adult now yeah. and her doing that. Because I'm just like, then where does this take place now? So this ties into my like what I wanted to get to in doing this podcast. Um, Star Wars fans are really weird nowadays, especially after the whole new are trilogy. You, are, you, are you speaking on behalf of themselves since you're a weird Star Wars sure, fan? Sure, I'll do it. Um, after what we got in the Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi, fans are very much not pleased with what 
the direction that Star Wars is headed. And rightfully so. Yeah. Like, that trilogy had its quirks, and it just, I don't know. Well, I didn't. Well, also the, tri- the second movie in that trilogy was a different director. Yeah, you can see the clear problems, even with Obi-Wan. Yeah. This show had original writers that left, and then this thing was supposed to be a movie, and then it got turned into a TV show, and then a whole new writing script came through. So. You can see the which is the show. The show is still good. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll. I really want to talk about Obi Wan, but we'll get to that. I really want to want. I really want you to watch it. I have to. I have to. Um. So, but as I was trying to say, new Star Wars characters are not being taken well. You see it with Reva. You've seen it with Ray. Finn got apps. He had something. The uh, played by what's his face. I'm gonna look this. The black dude. I don't. Oh my gosh! You're this guy. <laughs> the Force Awakens. Um, John Boyega, played by John Boyega. He had a whole like thing going for him in the Force Awakens. Whenever that movie ended, people were like, "Oh, he's gonna be uh, the first stormtrooper turned Jedi or whatever." You know. I, I would have everyone freaked out in the trailer of that movie when you see a stormtrooper and he's black. Yeah, and it's just like freaking out. Nothing wrong with him being black. Just like. Everyone assumes that the stormtroopers are just these white supremacists trying to kill people. And they did make the the First Order look like a bunch of Nazis. But that's neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) Poe Dameron in that movie as well. People are like, oh, that's just the new Han Solo. And then talking about Kylo Ren, like the clone of Vader. And then Palpatine being And Palpatine just coming back. Um, The thing with that is star Wars fans are not taking well to new characters because we are so used to the Luke's of the world. And the only new character is the Mandalorian. And that is the only one. And you can argue to say he got his cult following because of Grogu because of baby Yoda. And that series alone is just amazing. I love the Mandalorian. I love the character. Hey Hey man, if you're listening to me, I still think that Grogu should be canceled. Canceled culture on Grogu is through the roof. But um, talking about like new Star Wars characters, it just seems at this point they're milking this Star Wars cow of the Skywalker saga, even though they explicitly said, we are no longer doing the Skywalker saga. Anything moving forward is going to be new. Mm. Grant you... The Andor series seems to be like the five years before Rogue One. So you're going to in the trailer, you've seen clone troopers, you've seen all this other stuff. So that obviously has to tie into Rogue One. But Taika Waititi, the director from Thor Ragnarok, is going to be doing that's like the next Star Wars film. So what's going to be happening there? We don't know if it's going to be before all this or after all this. You know, they left off the um the Rise of Skywalker with Rey igniting her yellow lightsaber. Um, does Daisy Ridley come back to play Rey in like a future project? I don't know. But right now, Star Wars fans just are not thrilled with what's going on. And even that saying that, Jedi Fallen Order, that whole game line is amazing. Like there are positives in Star Wars, but people mm-hmm. are just kind of like uh, overtaken or overwhelmed by all the bad. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you. What is the significance of the yellow lightsaber? Because I feel like besides Ray, out of the just movie Strickland, that's the first yellow saber we've seen, right? Um, no. So the yellow lightsaber was the ones of uh, the Jedi Temple Guard used, and of course, I'm going to sound uh, really nerdy here, but uh, I want you. I, I, I'm beating you right now. Go so ahead. So 
the yellow kyber crystal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they Cyber Dragon, got of it. Of course. Um, these were the ones, like I said, Jedi Temple Guards. Um, there's like a whole story behind it, but I'm trying to remember the exact things. We did see it in Clone Wars. I remember that because that's exactly where we get it. And I guess speaking of the Temple Guards, the Grand Inquisitor was a Jedi Temple Guard. So there's a nice connection right there. And now he's a Inquisitor with two stomachs and he gets stabbed. But oh, yeah. yeah, like of course, there's a whole bunch of different meanings behind the colors of the lightsabers. Samuel Jackson with this purple one. Um, yeah, it was interesting to see her use the yellow. That that's all I gotta mm-hmm. say. I don't know the direct meaning of the color yellow and it, what it means to her and her using the line like "Who are you? I'm Ray." Ray Skywalker, not Palpatine. I think she should have said Palpatine in that moment to show that, like, yeah. hey, like the whole basis of Star Wars is your name doesn't dictate who you are. Like, you can be whoever you also, want. That's the general yeah. thing of Star Wars. Well, also, I guarantee because everyone knew she was going to be Palpatine's daughter or granddaughter. Everyone mm, called it for. Like, I don't know. There were a lot of people saying she was Obi Wan's daughter. Or she was nah. yeah because Obi because Obi wants like that Jedi young so like I can't fall in love I can't have kids he had can't well, fall in love he but he did have that thing I know Duchess that. Satine Boom. man well she died so yeah maybe there's a way yeah. Darth Jar Jar still has to be canon that's all I'm saying <laughs> Darth that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Me, me, so I think you're reading it too much, Makamaka. Exactly. See, you you understand the true culture. He he's the true uh, evil dude in this whole universe. But yeah, I I firmly believe we're going to be getting a live action Cal Kestis Jedi Fallen Order, uh, Jedi Fallen Survivor. I fully, I just need that in my life. Why cast him as the game character and not use him in live action? I don't know, but. If there has to be anything that I want to see live action, it is of Captain Rex in his life at, in the Clone Wars. I need, I grant you, that's what the whole show is about. But there has to be more stories, how he rose through the ranks to be Captain Rex. I just need to see that. But uh, Well, I, um, what I would like to see, and, and we actually got it in the Obi-Wan, that clone that was in the city, and he was like, for an old general, can you give us money? Because we don't really know what happened after Revenge in the New Hope with the cl- with the clones. Mm-hmm. We just know that we just assume that they were decommissioned or whatever. But like, I want to know. That's like one thing I've been dreading to know. Like, what happened? And then Kenobi giving us that hint up that people think, oh, that's Rex. I'm like, that can't be no, Rex. That wasn't Rex. Like, this is then no, that's just a random clone trooper asking for money. But I want a show on that. Wouldn't you think that'd be cool to know what happened to them? Unless you know what happened and you're going to drop some knowledge. Fun fact, that clone trooper was wearing a white and blue armor set, which was from the 501st, which was Anakin's unit in the Clone Wars. So it was Uh interesting to see that, like, even then, and there was like a whole story about it, how Anakin just threw away his clone unit and seen them as dispensable and got a whole bunch of stormtroopers and or inquisitors now. But I can see the upgrade lightsabers, the blasters. There's a whole different subject mm-hmm. there. But um, yeah, like it's there's stories to be explored in Star Wars. The acolyte is coming out as well. That's going to be way before all the Skywalker madness. Um, and or I believe there are other things. Of course, Mando moving forward. 
Book of Boba Fett might return. It, it, there's a lot no, going we don't, on. We're, we don't need Boba Fett. Actually, no, we don't need Mando. Put, put Mando in the This guy we're doesn't appreciate Mando. But what I could appreciate are more episodes of the Get Comfy Lowdown, Get Comfy Game Break, and Get Comfy Podcast every single Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Network. I have been Kalo, joined by the Padawan Learner himself. Turn to the dark side, Anakin, a.k.a. Mike. We'll, I will kill No, go, go, go. I will kill the young. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.